0: To another episode of Real Estate Podcast, episode two twenty eight. I'm here with Griffin. I'm here with Trav, and
1: we're here with Adam.
0: When the lights cut on, it's just action, you know. I know, right? Right into it every time, but yeah. So we finally got around to watching those Snake Eyes. Y'all guys, that's clever how you guys name right from the dice.
2: Yeah, I guess.
1: (laughs) So let's let's uh let's call it right now um
0: oh he's gonna have to fucking i knew he that one dude was gonna get mad and leave i'm like first of all he stole dude how do y'all let him back in
3: exactly
0: like dude, what all right. uh, My go go
3: ahead trap because i'm fixing I'm, up just shit
1: oh, oh oh yeah oh oh the shit storm's coming uh, her her Hurricane Snake Eyes is about to make landfall, uh, <laughs> and it's a no, category but, no, six. I, as I was watching it, man, part of me was like, "Dude, I'm gonna be pissed if this is a rough template of what." Uh, like, obviously, it will be a better film, but I'm gonna be pissed if this is kind of the same concept as Shang Chi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no,
3: I I agree with that,
1: but and. And I was telling Adam, man, these goddamn group fights that just showed up every 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, they were, hench, they had, they, dude, the Yakuza was paying well, clearly.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. right.
1: Um, but, like, uh, at one point, like, by, like, the third or fourth group fight that they have, uh, I I, I just, I, <laughs> I started thinking about Johnny Cage from Mortal Kombat. Where he's like, "This is where you fall down," and then he goes, "Where do you get these guys?" And he calls Cut and everything. Don't worry, Grandma kicked their ass.
0: Yeah, right. Like, all right.
1: I'm
3: not a huge. I'm not even a somewhat
1: not a demographic of GI Joe.
3: Yeah, I'm. I'm not a huge, and it's not because I don't enjoy it or anything like that. It's just look what it's become. Well, and not only that, but like I wasn't around for that. You know what I mean? The I watched for? Yeah, I mean, why? This is my thing. Why watch GI Joe when Thundercats and He Man and all this other shit exists? Yeah, like to me, GI Joe just didn't hold my interest. If I wanted to watch that, I would watch. I think it was a propaganda action film. Yeah, it was kind of propaganda a little bit. Um, so I wanted to say that before we get into it, that I have like not much frame of reference for yeah, the G.I. Joe universe but how goddamn convoluted was this fucking story first of all
1: yeah I, th- at the beginning man <clears throat> what was funny was like they all right so dude joins yakuza for vengeance over dad's death of course dude yeah. tw- dude flips from yakuza to join
0: Kagi, And for some reason didn't do his own research, had no idea about this
1: Cobra group. Yeah, right. Just
0: didn't know like he's obviously a smart guy. Yeah.
1: And for the sake of a little no narrative, for a for a oh my god, a twist. They didn't show they didn't they didn't let you realize that he was pulling double duty still. No, yeah. not till he out. melt with an, him. Yeah. Which that, that whole this whole thing where it was like this weird morally gray thing where it's like, he's not, he's not aligned to anyone. Yeah. Like that, that was kind of fucking stupid.
3: Yeah. Well, and, and not only that, but it's like, whenever I go in that room with that fucking badass tech, that's like that crazy computer and shit, I'm going to be like, my dad was murdered. Yeah. Can y'all not pull me (laughs) a favor here?
0: Y'all seem like y'all got some reach.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like, they that's
3: immediately ice. where, my, yeah, right, and that's the thing to me. Snake Eyes shows up and fucks this poor dude's world apart. He fucks his world up, and this dude was wanting to kill his uncle to to protect his tribe, right? Yeah,
0: because he want, his uncle wanted the fucking what? would they call that thing? The moon rock? What was it? The sun? The, the sunstone soul. or something? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
1: but dollar so, tree invent infinity stone
3: yeah basically and it's like he shows up there and like he continuously fucks up like he's a
1: habitual line stepper well, that's why he like snake eyes griffin because even though he he's didn't like fail at grass. fighting even though he didn't fail at fighting he failed every goddamn time in his decision making clearly well, and I wouldn't say that he failed.
3: I would say that everybody around him failed because they're like, oh, you're fine. The only one that had any suspicions was that chick. And then and she cheating. fell in love with him. Exactly. She was the one the time. Yeah. Even the
0: grandma was like, he got to take
1: the test. Yeah. And, and what about the way, way bitch, she talked? He punched River, this bitch bro, twice in the face. This is the only American film where, where an Asian woman has a British accent. What the fuck? You know? Yeah. I, I was triggered that. when he hit her.
0: I was like I was oh, too. what? I was I was like hit her. He's like, You gotta hit um, me and he went bam and
1: she's like with the sword. I was like,
0: he didn't <laughs> break like, your oh. fucking
1: nose. It's like it's it's the thing that happens at every LARPing event where someone actually gets really fucking hit and they're like, No, like with your with your styrofoam styrofoam sword, man. Yeah. And then like
3: granny you know, clan leader over here gets pissed because this dude shows up with this rock that snake eyes got gave to him and kills like how many
0: old ass house up burns the the compound. Like,
3: yeah. And dude gets the rock back and he's like, I'm going to end this right now. And she fucking tells him that he can't be next in line because he, you know he surrendered to the fuck, dude. I was
1: with him rude. when he left. I was like, "Fuck her." Yeah, I was, yeah, was, I was dude, the whole, If there if there was any character to root for throughout the film, it was dude because he had he had what by film standards he had he had enough logic in his corner for, to be like, okay, he's calling this because of this. Okay, yeah, he's doing this because of that. All right, whereas fucking snake eyes, and everybody else was just like, Arr. "Well,
0: Tommy's yeah. son."
1: <laughs> Because that's what they call him, right? Yeah,
3: Tommy. Totally,
0: yeah. He's going to be the new. He's going to go work for the Cobra shit now and be. I mean, It'd when he saw the better. chick on the plane, it's like, okay, he's the new villain. He knows all yeah, the secrets. Yeah. But yeah, he you doesn't have the a stone.
1: It's like all mid-credit scenes are becoming just air, airplane like shots where like someone's like. Who are you? I'm an executive of a corporation that we're only going to reference throughout the film and not really do. So did y'all catch the product placement?
0: Which one? The electric vehicles. Oh, yeah. The cars and the motorcycles. Everything was electric. Yeah. And they even did that one thing where the car pulls up and they give you the, they pan the logo. Yeah. You know, (laughs) they did, man. I was like, they're fucking trying to sell me a car yeah Dude, uh,
1: I, I was so i was so ready for that fucking movie to be over that like i probably i definitely looked over that but that's funny i'm not surprised
3: uh like and this was my like the one redeeming factor i told this to adam the other night i was like the only redeeming factor for the film in my opinion was like maybe we'll at least get some really badass you know martial arts shit you didn't
1: even get that man
3: Dude, it was just like Mortal Kombat. How many times do you need to goddamn cut when someone goes to punch somebody in the fucking face? Like, it, dude, here's here's all I'm going to say, because I, I fully plan to go see Shang-Chi. Oh, yeah, uh, it'll Shang-Chi, be better than
0: this. But
3: this is the, if they do this dumb fucking Hollywood version, this Fast and Furious version of fucking fist fighting in Shang-Chi, I'm out. I'm done. It's going to be the worst fucking Marvel movie. Worse than Captain Marvel. You know what I mean?
1: Because I was really expecting with this film being where it's at. And by the time the movie gets, you know, because I went in cold with it. I know we saw the one trailer, but for the most part, didn't do a lot of diving into it. And so I was at least being like, all right, well, we're going to get some badass fighting. No, we did not. No, none.
3: And they had the dude from the fucking raid in the film.
1: I, dude, I was waiting for one of y'all to bring that up, because I'm like, most underused actor in the film. Well, he got to do yes. the bowl scene. Yeah, but what's uh, <laughs> What was that? You know, all you had to do was swap bowls? You, know, you mean the test it was like, don't fight him, just ask yeah. nicely. This is your yeah. first test.
0: Be yeah, nice. You must take his bowl. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, I will gladly trade you my bowl for your bowl. Yeah. And it's like, oh, he passed the test. He has heart. Yeah. Mm-mm. We rejoice. We the, eat. Like, the.
1: He is right. pure of heart.
3: The dude from the raid and the black dude. Were Blind the Master? Best, the, yes. yes. Were the best people cool. by far. Dude, when they were yeah. running yeah. up
0: and he was like, there's 20 of them. I'm like, dude, they ain't not even cut the corner yet. <laughs> he heard the foot. He counted. I count 40 feet.
2: Ugh. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then this weird. And, and once again, maybe it's because it's it's an inside reference that I just didn't catch because I'm not a G.I. Joe fan. But this movie goes from, okay, we're just going to be action-packed, quote-unquote, with fights all over the place. Then we're just going to randomly have magical shit happening because, fuck it.
3: Yeah. Because we're in we're in China or fucking yeah. wherever Japan. we are. You know, like, Japan. Yeah, it's like...
0: Um, it's like... The part where they're like, he steals a stone and they're like, we got to go get him. He's like, I'll bring his head back and the stone. So yeah. They're following him on the road. Right. And then he, he's like, <laughs> and then he slams on his brakes, starts fighting this guy. And they're like, he's on our side now. And yeah, I'm he's like, one of it's just us. that easy. See,
1: <laughs> keep in mind, vengeance for daddy has went out the window. Yeah, for sure. Right. He lets right. the guy go. Yeah, yes. dude, that was when, I, that was probably when I was like, all right, fuck this movie. I think I openly said it when I saw it, was when like this whole film has been working on homeboy getting to the guy that killed his that killed his dad. And when we finally get the scene, he walks in, motherfucker's chained up, he's like, I don't remember you because I'm a mobster and I fucking kill everybody, that whole moment.
0: You said when Cobra fucking... sends a
1: command, you do it. You work when... for the Cobra? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. Up until like, three Grant... weeks ago. And here's my thing. There's enough other shit now with Infinity Stone light and fucking, you know, honor, whatever shit going on. There's enough going on with the plot at this point in the film that if they had that moment where dude was finally, he's passed all the tests. He's just a badass. If the minute he saw him, knife to the throat, scene's over, shut the door. Let's get that fucking stone. Like I was waiting for that moment. you Yeah. Know? yeah. Like I have my closure. I can now be snake eyes. Let's fucking do this. You know? Didn't even kill him. No. But, inst- but instead, we get the bike take off as the fu- which, fuck the trailer. They get, they showed us the last shot of the movie in the Yeah, trailer. right?
0: Him putting the suit on and having the visor. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. like, that's fucking, go- what the fuck? <laughs> well, that's for the next yeah. movie. That was the last bit of our budget for CGI. It's
3: I, Dude, I was so beyond fucking disappointed, man. I mean, to
1: quote the... T- he is on a new level a new level of bullshit yeah
3: i mean <clears throat> and like all right they were using you know snake eyes the origin shit as like the way to reboot gi joe and and th- this is like this is what i was telling adam the other night it's like why are they trying to ground all this shit so far in reality like they they did a little mystical shit here and there which was like you know it was what it was but like to me it's G.I. Joe, right? Yeah. It should yeah. be fucking America. Guns. Fuck yeah. And it should be it should be like a toned down version of the Suicide Squad.
0: You know what I mean? The Sunstone shit was stupid. Like I get well, it if it's like, well, the we I was like, oh, it's just this cool looking rock, you know, that yeah. they've well, had like if, for six hundred well, years. But when he started well, doing shit with it, I was like, Oh, okay.
1: What if the movie had actually. Yeah, because that shit's a world. Oh, okay, in there. you know, yeah. Because the, but the they're way not it's being shown use it. is. Well, like, the wielder can hold it, and apparently, whatever he thinks about around him, it's going to set it on fire. Yeah. That's, like, crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and you would that's why the bear wants it. You would have thought that the beginning of the film wouldn't have been, like, oh, dad's been killed by what? the mafia. You would have thought the opening of the film would have been, like, is the stone you know some ominous shit where it's like somebody's got a suitcase and they're like do you have the stuff like at some point where maybe someone's already gotten it at one point and to show you how badass that clan was they fucking nip that shit in the butt, get the stone back and they're like nobody's meant to have this but here's There's your a turn fucking reason he's you know? fucking
0: this guy's life up right yeah. fuck I mean this guy's ruined yeah he can't even lead Aver. the clan his whole life has been to lead the clan you know yeah um, but we don't work with terrorists.
2: Yeah, yeah. I draw the, the line fuck? at
0: terrorists. It's like, dude, you've been doing. Yeah. The fight. You're over here fucking. You're playing this dude. You're probably gonna get him killed. Yeah, I draw the line at terrorists.
1: Like my yeah. by, de- by definition, he is a terrorist. Yeah, so. what? What do you
0: yeah, think
2: you're doing, I
1: mean, man?
3: It's it's insane, man.
2: And like, you know,
1: I, and you know, I think. I don't think this movie could be at any fault to the acting. I really no. don't, because no. there were moments where there were moments where if the writing had been better and the story had been better, in, just in general, these performances would have been greater. Yeah, for sure. Because and I because like and I think because that's one of the key reasons I think and and I'm not trying to speak for you guys, but I think y'all can relate. That's why I liked uh, uh Shadow whatever the fuck he tells him to call him at the end or Tommy or whatever Shadow Storm, dude actually did really well scenes like his acting wasn't bad.
3: I think that everybody around it's Storm Shadow. I think everybody other than the guy that played Snake Eyes did an incredible job. I think the guy that the guy that played Snake Eyes did not sell any
0: of this shit to me. Mm-mm. It what looked so like early? he was making a low budget movie.
1: Yeah, well, for he, sure. He had the he was acting of the same tier as the guy who played Cole in the new Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the same same tier, I guess. And I, I don't know. Like, I, was was this his first big major film? He's
0: done other stuff, like, but like, who let's see, he? the gentleman.
1: Crazy rich Asians. This
0: is Asian. Last Christmas.
1: Yeah, this so, is. So this is this is his his attempt at being a blockbuster star. action star. Yeah.
0: They and I, I mean think maybe they would have been a better if they would have picked the guy from the Raid to play that character. Yeah, that was a yeah, qu-
1: yeah that crossed my mind too. Now, now like, Not like why this guy? I I was like, why isn't he Snake Eyes in the movie? Yeah, right. Because and this guy would have been Malaysia. I, because, dude dude would have been like, it would have been fun to have watched action scenes with him in it. Cause we've seen the raid and we know that he's capable of handling really good complex choreography. Yeah. Which this movie had none of, which is probably why he was like, eh, I'll stick with the supporting role. I won't bitch about it.
3: Yeah. And if there's anything to come of this film, because like his English and everything was fucking great. Like he is ready. After the raid, after all the other stuff this dude's done, he is ready to come over to the U.S. and fucking bro down. You know what I mean?
1: Yes, and and I think if given if if he could have another if he could have a westernized film that's just as brutal as the raid to be in, I think he would shoot way up the ladder in terms well, of action. What if they put yeah. him in
0: that? They're making the raid a U.S. version. It would, yeah. be, it would be cool be awesome if they if kinda, in it.
1: Well, and and you know, there's a lot of properties that have crossed the the ocean. That's you know they've brought those care. You know, even though it may not be hardcore action, like you know we've seen it happen with like Wilfred. We've seen it happen with um, what's that other show? Oh, there's a show, The Killing, with Joel Kinnaman, the guy who was in Suicide Squad.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
1: he did a, a a drama thriller in in overseas, and then when they brought it over here. They they recast the actress that was his partner, but they brought him back. You know, so I mean, that's uh, not broad. Church out of the... was another one. They yeah. brought over. Oh, it was yeah. an action, but but didn't one tenant in both? Yes, he was. So they I just mean, replaced so, the woman. So why couldn't they apply the same idea with action films? And if you've got someone like like for instance Tony Jaa and I hate that. I can't remember that dude's name from the raid because his performances in that movie were really fucking good, but both of those guys are more than capable of carrying the martial arts film in America. Yeah.
0: I just remember in the movie, he was the hard master. That's what they called it. <laughs> oh, and I was hard. like, Oh, he's yeah. hard. Right. You must take this bowl from my hand. You know, have you seen yeah.
1: that prison cell? He was punching, you know, Yeah.
0: <laughs> They, they are hard. working
1: it, on another script, by the way,
0: for the sequel.
1: I mean, of course. I mean, we we know what demographic this was aimed at. It's a Fast and Furious action film, and oh, it's yeah. crazy that Fast and Furious is adopted is is becoming its own terminology for a genre. But Tommy I feel like one was best. in
0: Fast and the Furious Six. I just feel like oh, no wonder
1: then. <laughs> he played you know, Hong um, Kong
0: police. So I mean, <laughs> that's what it says. Horrible. It just says Hong Kong police.
1: But I feel like there's no better way to articulate or encompass an entire film than just saying "Fast and Fierce because you know what we're talking about. Yeah, it's the triple X, X crowd. Yeah, uh, it's braction. Yeah, which like, which come on, we know Triple X. The first one was pretty good. Well, the first Fast before, and Fierce was well, pretty good. Yeah, before I mean, before it all got out of ha- before we yeah. overindulged in it, of course. Yeah, and you know. I'm sure a lot of people would argue, too, that they tried to marvel this movie. And I think at this point, we've seen several films that have tried to do, tried to marvelize themselves in terms of how they they, they represent action and doing their their storytelling and writing and all that shit. Um, It doesn't work outside of Marvel. No.
4: Well, it can...
1: but it, that, I feel like it's been tailored now, and because Marvel cashed in on that way of presenting its story, that it's 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 the part of Hollywood that needs to reinnovate. Well,
3: all right, this is what I'll say about it. I think that if you take the core ideas of Marvelizing a property, which is part one, know the source material. Part two, know the audience. Part three. Give us a very simple easy to understand understand story with really good well written action, very good choreography, and you have a recipe for success like if they would have if they would have got rid of a lot of the stupid bullshit convoluted fucking uh shit in this film and streamlined it down a little bit more and had better action, this would have been a great little action flick. you know what I mean yeah. but The story was all over the place. It didn't know what it wanted to be. It lost its identity a quarter of the way through it. And then at the end of the day, like, you don't even feel happy for Snake Eyes. You just feel sad for everybody
0: else. He fucked them over. Dude, The Green Knight was easier to follow than this movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, but but, look, dude, he draws the line with terrorists. But at the end of the movie, he's fucking working with the bitch. Like, then she's on their side. And it's like what's happening here?
1: Yeah, I know. I just think that like if you're going to have a movie where morality to a degree gets thrown out the fucking window, uh don't do it in properties that are based around the concept that there is good and there's bad. It, that 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 is give a story that's written in black and white should remain in black and white. Yeah, exactly. I Especially mean, since we're talking about a property based off of like what we assume is American military propaganda with GI Joe, you know.
3: Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Like Snake Eyes has always been for forever. Anybody that you talk to about GI Joe, like every now and then you'll get someone that's like, "Oh, you know, I like so and so," but the majority of the people's like Snake Eyes is my favorite character, you know, and and all this kind. Co- so it's like you think that a good starting point for you know, rebooting GI Joe and a good starting point for creating something that is, you know, cinematically that has cinematic longevity, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the, the best jumping off point. They did it with Iron Man and it worked, you know, they, they did it with DC and it kind of worked until the studio fucked it up. And it's like, they could have had something really good here. If they would have Marvelized it in the correct way, like, like, And when I mean Marvelizing, I'm like, if you do a a Thundercats flick, right? Uh And you try to bring the
4: Thundercats to our world. How good is that movie going to be? You know what I mean? It's like, it's not,
3: that's not what it's intended for. That's not, that's not the audience. But to me, G.I. Joe has always been everything that I've ever seen, everything that I've ever watched and over the top, like ridiculously over the top, you know,
0: characterization
3: the of the fucking well, yeah characterization well, of bro military,
1: yeah and 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 going along with that, GI Joe is a property that considering our socio political climate right now, that's not a good thing to try to that's not that's not a, yeah. a franchise that's going to skyrocket right now, dude. No,
3: definitely not. And that's why whenever, you know, they're bringing it back, it's like, well, at least they're tackling Snake Eyes, which Snake Eyes was a white guy. Like, and the writer for G.I. Joe came out and he was like, I made him a white guy on purpose. And he went into an explanation as to why he was a white guy, you know, how he, you what know, him, him US and Storm Shadow. Oh,
2: yeah.
3: yeah, like, it, it, it went into this whole big thing that, like... The way that he explained the story of Snake Eyes was like this would have made a really cool movie, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But like, you know, I don't have a problem with the casting. I don't have a problem with any of that stuff. But it it yeah. makes sense based off of what you said, Trav, because this isn't the right time, place in 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 our history to release something like this. But it would have been great if they would have like captured that lightning in a bottle when they did the original ones, or wait until. 15 or 20 years from now and try to do it then because we don't know what the climate of the culture is going to be like then, you know, but,
1: you know, and, and honestly, I think the the GI Joe franchise as a whole, no, I'm probably committing pop culture heresy here, but I feel like you could make GI Joe work right now. You absolutely yeah. could, but I think you would have to, like, if you, if you made it very gritty war level top stuff, and you almost give it an A team feeling. I was thinking A team. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Like you get you get a group that. you you get a ragtag group of motherfuckers yeah. that don't fucking work out with other people, and they finally get together. You Guardians of the Galaxy, the story a bit, and make them hate each other, but yet they're not going to fucking let the other one die. Yeah and you 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 cultivate a story built around the way the world is now and 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 tell it that way and that's what they were trying to do maybe but they they it just landed on its face and i think it's a lot of things too is like when you're dealing with movies where your primary weapons are swords or guns assault what you know all like dangerous fucking artillery why are we making pg Thirteen movies like that <laughs> yeah
3: well and, and okay. if,
1: if 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 gun culture is leave such a sour taste in people's mouth these days why are movies being tailored so that children can watch them my point being is that like if this movie could have been bumped up a little bit to an r rating and the writer like gave it G.I. Joe and it's I guess like in it, the spirit of G.I. Joe being that in the end it's like yeah America gets the job done blah 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 and I know we're we're deviating away from Snake guys because he's not necessarily a full blown Joe but in the film they were like hey your dad was a Joe. Oh he's going to be one now. Damn. Yeah. Oh he's been recruited that's for sure. <laughs> and so you know uh, I don't know the, maybe the film could have been better if it was more of an R rated film. Yeah, I don't because know if that let's fix the let's script, though. Well, I mean, obviously not, but it would have it would have made more sense with a property like GI Joe that nobody under the age of thirty knows what the fuck it is or cares. Yeah, absolutely. That that yeah, for sure. Uh, it, it's the kind of property that you know <clears throat> you hear the debate apro- across a lot of pop culture stuff that's being made nowadays, and how you know. It's aimed for, like, older people are watching it, whereas younger people aren't really giving much of a fuck. Some do. There is that audience there. They are going to make their money off their toys and shit. But something as old now as G.I. Joe shouldn't be thrown into that category because it's not going to sell. It's not going to work when you have all the Fortnite shit and video game culture that's saturated into the youth market as well. I just don't think there's room to revitalize G.I. Joe that way. And so if it could have had a more mature aimed story and vision, this could have been a far superior film than what we got.
0: Yeah. Those I think like the see guys that talking. wrote Mortal Kombat wrote it.
1: Yeah. And I'm not saying gallons of blood had to have, has to be on screen either, but I'm saying allow those nuances to be there like when someone I mean, gets lit up by a fucking sword. MP5. Yeah, well I like thought somebody well, was going to yeah. get their head chopped off. I, yeah, I was waiting for a classic, you know, quick swap decapitation. I thought he was going to chop
0: that dude's head off when he it's like, yeah, same. The guy yeah, killed absolutely. my dad. I was like, chop his fucking head off, man.
2: Yeah, dude. Yeah.
1: And well, but but just just enough enough to to let everything at least look better. Yeah, like whenever whenever dude gets shot in the head and it cuts to him and it just looks like he's taking a nap on the ground. Yeah, no blood ever. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I just I don't know like it, those. Having those types of special effects in, in an action film can really break the immersion, especially nowadays where the bar on fighting movies is so high to where, like, you have these films where someone's getting punched in the face, and they have it down now to where if the camera's aimed at the victim as they're getting punched, as each fist that raises up, you see their face just get fucked up more and more and more. Like, the way those practicals and those types of things are used and all that shit. It just feels it feels rushed and cheaply made to have a moment where someone gets cut by a sword, and not a drop of blood gets spilled. But yet homeboy like buckles over like he's been dealt the death blow. Yeah.
3: No, I, I, I understand. And that's why. I, well, how did it get a PG-13 rating if you're literally disintegrating people with a rock?
1: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I mean, every every argument I feel could open up a rabbit hole. This movie. uh,
0: So and they saved their one fuck for. She was like, "Fuck this." Yeah, I know. They saved their one fuck for that.
3: Yeah. So, but dude, all right. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm giving it fucking zero. No goddamn stars. Can we do that? Yeah, dude. Uh, No stars. Yeah,
1: I'm not giving it a star either, man. Hell yeah! I There's mean, I'm gonna give it a half, but if we but we've never done that, Are you well, you can you can give something. A well, no just SAR, I just we've never done it. Are you sure? No, I we've feel like we never have, done man. that. Never.
0: I don't. I don't. I
1: don't feel comfortable it, giving it a
0: half. I mean, <laughs> yeah,
1: we I, get, Well, I think it's. I think. I think it's an agreement. It gets the coveted real estate box of nothing. Yeah, <laughs> dude, <laughs> the I thought. I thought
0: Snake Eyes was all right after everything pops off, and he, I was like, "He's gonna go back. He's gonna pull Tommy aside, and be like, look, man, I fucked up. I was fucking double timing you, but I'm with you now. I want to help. You know, I need your help. Oh, I'm gonna help yeah. you.' For, I was waiting for yeah. that.
1: It just never happened. Yeah, uh, a fucking an honesty yeah, chat. Yeah, because it's like, like, well, he's gotta tell him. He, he likes the guy. Well, you would have think that they would have done that when homeboy was like, all right, this bitch is following me when I leave the compound now. And then the grandma started fighting.
0: Like, she's whipping (laughs) ass. I'm like, that's cheesy. She's doing, she flipped, dude. She did a fucking front flip and landed and cut somebody with her fucking fan. I was
1: just like, okay. And no blood. Like you said, I was like, is she cutting him or not? I I can't tell. Yeah, yeah. And I mean it's just and like I said, didn't doesn't have to be gallons, man, but just enough to let you visually convey that okay, homeboy's getting fucked up. It's like all in the a violence movie, is
0: okay. We just can't have blood.
1: Like, in oh, a okay. movie that's sixty in a movie that sixty percent of the runtime is people getting punched, stabbed and shot at. I mean, you would think you would think they would have been like, Look, man, we've like the kids ain't stupid. They're 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 playing Call of Duty. Let's at least just put the blood in. I think the only time you see blood is when he cut his hand. Because, yeah. dude, those fucking sword fights, man. How fucking crazy would it have been if we had like some moments that were like straight up Kill Bill style, where like they could have even done that, where have it, where you know they kind of pay homage to it, yeah. where. Dude, silhouetted but you just see you see fucking hacks and squirts going everywhere dude yeah you see them fight behind those doors
0: like the the style of door they have it's like paper
1: like there was so much room to do some really cool shit in in the the scenes that that they had and they didn't they just were like all right circle them and move really fast and flow your arms are we not going to talk about
0: the big ass snakes
3: well, well, before before we do that, like you think that like if it's one or two people versus we'll say a minimum of 12 to 18 people that this fight sequence is going to last a little bit longer than I don't know, two punches, because like when I was watching it, I'm like, all right, they're they're trying to get out of the fucking fish market that they're working in, putting guns and shit in. They run into a group of motherfuckers and they're back to back fixing to start fighting they literally fight for less than five seconds, and then it's over. Yeah, dudes, and just I'm standing like, up
0: there watching them.
3: Yeah, like, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like, these are not team fights at all.
0: You know? No, it's it like they're, they're like killing putties. The there were yeah. one hit. Many,
1: <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, there were too there were too many blades. Uh, there were too many oh, blades to, to flying around for for someone not dude, to get when they caught. were in
0: that truck. And they yeah. stuck all the blades in like all a pincushion? Yeah, dude. That didn't hit any. It's like I got stabbed in the side.
3: Yeah, everything else is fine, though. It was just... And the fucking giant snakes, dude. Yeah, he's like, like
0: of course we have anacondas.
3: Yeah, of Three course. Of them. So like, why, why the fuck would we not have And we're sending them,
0: you know? snake eyes down there. Yeah. And you and have you to have fucking, no fear empty,
3: Yeah, empty so the snake can taste
0: out. it. Yeah. The snake was tasting the fear, dude. That's
2: stupid as shit. Dude, I if you I put me in that thing.
0: hole, I i don't give a fuck who you are. You're dead. Yeah. There's yeah. no way you're not going to be afraid of that shit. Yeah,
2: the CGI right.
0: was terrible on the snakes. It just yeah, looked it bad. Was. It looked like some old-ass, washed-out CGI. And then when he takes the guy back there at the end of the movie, he's fighting the guy, and I'm like, oh, we're at the snake pit. He's yeah. going to get eaten by a snake. Yeah. Why didn't he just throw him in there? He's like, yeah, no, well, I'm gonna wrap my chain around you and fucking go in there with you. It's like, no, it's but he show had to prove he's himself. Fucking, he's yeah, yeah. yeah, he's proven. He's, yeah. he passed the final test, so yeah. now he can be a member of the family. Yeah, grandma While told him she's dude, like, if you betray us again, I'll kill you myself. It's like, dude, yeah. you've protected this stone for six hundred years, your family. Yeah, and some fuck still waltz it it. off the street <laughs> and gives it to the bad guy that wants to wipe all of you out, and you're just gonna let him come back.
3: And then the bad guy shows up, kills half of your tribe, half of your clan that you have. Burn all these ancient buildings to the fucking yeah. ground. and you're
0: just going to let him walk in, come back. Yeah. But fuck and the grandson, like, he got to go. Yeah,
3: fuck the, fuck the grandson. We're punishing dude. the
0: wrong people here. This is fucked. You know,
3: like, this is fucked. That just did not make
0: sense.
3: None of it made sense. I was so disgusted when the movie went off. I'm like, this is why. Hollywood isn't taken seriously whenever it comes to, like, quote-unquote martial arts-style films. Yes, we'll get a fucking banger occasionally that will exceed expectations, but that is about as fucking likely to happen as them releasing the fucking follow-up to the Snyder Cut of Justice League. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's bad. And, like, I really hope that Shang-Chi can, like... Do everything that this film did, but not shitty. Like, I, I just, I hope, I'm I'm worried about it now, man. I'll be honest with you.
0: Well, it is Disney, though. They got a pretty good track record. Yeah. At least and for the Marvel this, stuff.
3: Yeah. Well, and the, a lot of the, like, hand-to-hand combat type stuff that they've done in the past has been really great. The stuff that they did in on Daredevil. And that was just on Netflix was fucking great. Yeah. So I have like that, that, you know, helps out a lot, but just knowing that like, you just had the opportunity to make one of the greatest action films ever with a fucking character that everybody knows who Snake Eyes is. Everybody. If you're like G.I. Joe, do you know Snake Eyes? Yeah. yeah I had the ninja
0: toy. He's a ninja. Yeah.
3: That's yeah. what I called him. And ninja.
0: Then- yeah, come here, ninja bitch. Yeah. So when I was a kid, like, that's all they were was toys. Yeah. I don't even remember watching the show, really. I mean, I've seen a little bit, but.
4: Yeah, but not, They were you just know. toys. Yeah. So. No stars. Names, no stars, dude. This was, like, this was bad. Like, we've
3: seen some shit, but we've never seen some shit like this, you know? Yeah. All right, I'm going to fucking do some movie news, man. Uh oh Lucas fin- Lucasfilm will reportedly cancel Mandalorian after season 3. Uh no, I've said this countless times over the last 2 years, but it's worth mentioning again. The Mandalorian was instrumental in bringing fans interest back to the Star Wars franchise after the sequel trilogy failed to click. Obviously, the success of the Disney Plus series can be credited to the brilliant minds behind the project, Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni. Uh, And so far, the dynamic duo has been riding a huge wave of momentum ahead of season three's production start date. Um, Speaking of The Mandalorian's upcoming season is slated to begin filming next month, according to actor and director Carl Weathers. Uh, Originally, plans reportedly called for the series to run. For at least four seasons, but according to a shocking new rumor, Lucasfilm could end the series altogether after season three. According to the Star Wars Only Twitter page, the groundbreaking Star Wars spinoff show will mark its third and final season, but there's a huge catch. Although the series itself will will allegedly get canceled, the report says that Din Djarin and Grogu's story will continue and be carried over to upcoming shows like. Ahsoka and Rangers of the New Republic. Yeah, as it stands, nothing has been officially confirmed yet, so take this with a huge grain of salt.
0: Well, you know, we talked Um, about this before, man. Like, as far as I'm concerned, it's done once he hands the child over. Yeah, that's it for the Mandalorian. So they're gonna do one more season where he's gonna tidy up some shit, and then you might even see him in one of the other shows. Yeah. So, yeah, which is fine. Yeah, yeah, don't drag it out just because it was a hit. Yeah. And that's my
3: thing. If they ended it at season two, I'd be fine with it. Yeah. That. He started this yeah, perfectly purpose. fine. Yeah. I mean, it was a great story. It was a great character. It was a great, you know, everything fucking Pedro was great. Like everything was good. So, like, if they ended it there, I'm fine. And if they want to come back and give us another season and end it there, I'm fine. I'm not like so overly attached to it. I enjoy it for what it is. You know, don't get me wrong, but I'm not over. I'm not overly attached to it to where it's like, if fucking Mando's out, I'm fucking out. You know? Yeah. This is the way. And it's like, nah, dude, like that story told itself. They could have condensed all that shit down into a two hour film. And that would be the way, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it would have been worse, of course, but so. Next up, Sylvester Stallone is a grizzled bulletproof superhero in some Samaritan Samaritan Cinemacon footage. Uh, a long awaited first look at Sylvester Stallone's upcoming superhero movie Samaritan uh, finally debuted at Cinemacon with an extended glimpse of the trailer being presented as part of MGM Sizzle Reel. While the footage itself has been kept exclusive, a description of what was shown has emerged and applauds and applauds the clip as a showstopper. Uh, the footage reportedly begins with Sylvester Stallone working as a garbage man who is being stalked by a young boy who's convinced he's a long lost superhero named Samaritan. Of course, Stallone asserts that he is not who the boy thinks he is, but the ruse is broken when he gets hit by a truck and is able to snap all of his bones back into place. Uh, This leads into Stallone explaining to the boy that things fall apart when you stop caring, and I stopped caring a long time ago. Uh, In the actor's patented grumbled voice, the line is sure to sound appropriately grizzled. Uh, The footage then gave audiences a glimpse of Palau as back as the villain of the piece, before blowing everyone away with an extended action sequence in which Stallone demolishes an army of bad guys. We see that he's bulletproof and he's dispatching them with his bare hands, a sledgehammer and more. Uh, It looks R rated with the teaser trailer ending with him killing a bad guy in a very brutal way. Um, What that brutality entails remains unknown, but it's sure to be worthy of Rambo. That's kind of cool. Like I'm, you know, it, I like Stallone.
0: Yeah, it sounds. Remember that trailer we saw where the kid was like finds a bum that's a superhero.
3: Yeah, I dropped it in the. I I want to watch that soon. It's got Joe
0: Manganiello. Yeah, in it. so it sounds yeah. kind of like that, but he yeah, really is a superhero. Like they're just burying the lead on that one. Like, yeah, he's a superhero. Oh, uh, the
1: the uh, Stallone.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah, dude. Yeah, Sorry. I'm interested to to see
1: that. Honestly,
3: I am too. I like Stallone. I think that, that, that he would be a good fit for that role for sure, you know?
1: Huh? Um, well, just a motherfucker. that takes no shit.
3: Yeah. Well, he's put his time in. He's like 80, so he don't have to fucking give a shit anymore, you know? Mm. Um. New details emerge about Hayden Christensen's role as Vader in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, it's fun time in Star Wars as we're currently in between series and g- get to enjoy the rumors. Reports and speculation part of being a fan that comes during times like these. And now, the fun is really beginning thanks to a new report from Star Wars News Net, who have shared new alleged details about Hayden Christensen's role in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Of course, it's a no-brainer that Christensen will be back as the formidable Darth Vader in the series, but Christensen isn't They got to shorten that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Christensen (laughs) isn't really known as the face of Darth Vader, nor the voice. Simply put, Christensen is best known for portraying Vader during his Anakin Skywalker days. So why would he return to reprise his role as the Sith Lord if he's going to be behind the mask? Well, the latest report now has a good explanation for that. As SWNN has found, it's very likely that we will see Vader without his mask on thus showing this rarely seen side of Vader when he's not equipped with his protective armor. Then there was some photo leaks. I'm not going to. It says here that um, uh, this photo of Vader from the report, which they say is official art from the series, shows exactly uh, what that can look like. It's a fully exposed, exposed Darth Vader from the torso up, showing the body modifications that he needs in order to survive in the suit. Down to the mechanical throat implant and breathing
1: apparatus. That's
3: pretty fucking nutty.
1: That's gonna look metal as shit, dude. Yeah.
3: Well, and we'll get to see the precursor to the egg, right? I think so. I mean, that would be the best. And it would be kind of cool if you see like him in the egg, like the, the early egg, like that. Mm-hmm. And he's having like a fucking identity crisis in there, you know?
2: <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> why don't you say that? because in the um in the Marvel uh comics run of Darth Vader which is canon um that's exactly what goes on when whenever Vader's not doing Vader shit yeah and he's actually meditating and doing his whole force stuff in his mind he is fluxing in and out of being Anakin and Vader like that conflict of who he is yeah. is and full fucking display. And I would argue that that's some of the best moments in the comic. Is, you know, because at the end of the day, he's still just the character that was trying to figure out how to keep his wife from dying. Yeah. And that's something anyone could relate to. Uh, So it would be cool if we have moments where Vader is you know, you, you see those moments early on where before he just is full, fuck everything. You see him still having that little bit of a crisis going on in his brain. Yeah.
3: And it'd be cool to see a visualized representation of that happen for sure.
1: Yeah. The, I mean, granted it was a comic book. So of course a lot of liberties were able to be taken, but that was some really, really trippy art that they did in those books when to convey that he was in his meditative state, you know? right but yeah I I just I I figured it was that was a cool little bit of info on it because I think just the fact that not only we're getting a Obi-Wan show but the fact that Vader's gonna be the you know what's the bad guys doing and it's gonna cut to him instead of just some random you know grand moff like we got with the Mandalorian yeah you know that's and and also, it's it makes me wonder if we're going to have Vader versus Kenobi, like another fight scene that goes on between them, but how that's going to happen to where it still lines up with their final fight in Episode
4: 4.
3: Right, yeah. Or maybe they don't fight at all, and they just kind of have that... Um, they communicate via the, the Force, kind of like...
1: Which would be you know, amazing. Radio.
3: Yeah. To where, like, you know, ma- like maybe, you know, Vader trying to deal with his you know, with his identity crisis and like he reaches out to, to Obi-Wan at a certain point And it's like, you know, maybe there's that whole thing. And then how does, you know, how does that impact yeah, Vader's relationship with the Emperor and all this other kind of shit? Yeah,
1: because think about it, too. There's also another character that I'm hoping shows up in Kenobi and that's Force Ghost Qui-Gon. Like, I'm hoping Liam Neeson sneaks his way in somehow. And we get a moment where, while Kenobi's in exile, he learns about the ability to become the Force Ghost and to return to the Force when he dies. Yeah. Uh, And it would be interesting if Qui-Gon goes to both of them, and he teaches Obi-Wan the way, but he realizes that Anakin's fallen to the dark side, and he's like, well, you are lost, you know?
3: Yeah. Bet you took the wrong exit,
4: yeah,
3: oh. all right, h b o Max reverses same day movie releases in twenty twenty one Warner Brothers announced it would release all of its movies simultaneously in theaters and on its streaming platform hBO Max. Now it's changing its course again and doing away with this strategy in twenty twenty two in favor of a more traditional release schedule. So what does this mean for movie releases and how will it change the streaming landscape? Um, basically they're talking about, you know, all right. So the theater chains are happy. It says from 2022 Warner brothers will give theaters 45 day exclusivity window before releasing new titles on HBO max. Um, Though 10 of its movies will get same day streaming treatment. The first theater chains set to benefit are Regal Cinemas, Cinemark, and AMC. Um, Which, I mean, they came out and said that it was happening specifically in 2021. I never expected it, like realistically expected it to move
2: past 2021. stay that way.
3: I expected there to be some kind of middle ground, and it sounds like that they've made middle ground here. 45 days, that's a month and a half.
1: But yeah, I was actually gonna comment on that and that's that was one of the main reasons why I dropped it. Um I still feel like forty five days is still not really a long enough time, honestly, or or maybe it's too long of time. Because originally it wasn't like three to six months before a film either went straight to uh, you know physical print or you know, I would say streaming. like six months.
0: Yeah, six to so, five, yeah, I would half, half, half. Half, I think.
1: Yeah. yeah like movie- like movies released right now, we would start seeing the d v d commercials around january mm-hmm.
3: yeah yeah well and and the forty five days makes sense because if you're gonna go watch it in theaters, you're gonna go within that first three to four week span. They're That's giving it yeah
0: when all the hype so you know,
3: yeah, and with the way that the internet and um social media uh kind of influences you know pop culture now. It's like if you want to be in, you're you not going to wait forty
4: five days. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, or the internet's going to spoil it. Yeah,
3: exactly. So to me, you know, this is a perfect strategy that HBO Max is doing, and I hope Disney and a couple of other studios uh, get on a very similar bandwagon because it would be nice if I, if we could go and watch Spider Man on like what was it December the twenty second or whenever or December the fifteenth when it comes out, and then. Forty five days from that, you know, from then mm-hmm. we can watch it at home, we can buy it on D V D or Blu ray, we can, you know, re digest that content again. Yeah. Instead of having to wait like, okay, the movie came out in the spring, we gotta wait until fall slash winter before we're able to revisit it. Right. Why? <laughs> you know? What the fuck? So I think that that's a good move. I think that HBO Max has certainly been laying a lot of the groundwork and they've shown that like you can do simultaneous releases and it still works. I mean, look at suicide squad, look at mortal Kombat. you know, there's been several. Godzilla. And I think doom. Yeah. Well, Godzilla. I
1: think, uh, and I think, uh, I feel like it's, it's already a niche market anyway, but it's still a market nonetheless. And for it to exist, there has to be a fan base for it. I remember, um, and I can't remember if, if Adams brought this up in a previous episode or not, because it was him that actually told me about it. But there are there are a lot of those theaters out there that will take a new movie that's been out for a while, and after its initial run, it'll still be there. But it'll have you know ticket prices are re- significantly, significantly reduced. Yeah, dollar yeah. theaters. And this seems like the nail in the coffin for that type of market, man. Well, but well, you could uh, still pay a dollar
0: to go watch it in the theater. I mean, yeah, I mean, what if you watch it say, at home and then you're like, man, I'd like, to I wish I would have watched that in the theater. Yeah, so,
2: well,
0: yeah, guess what? You can at a discount.
1: Yeah. Like I would have loved to been able to do something like that with, like, I don't know, like Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just, just to be able to, you know, have that enjoyment of that film on a big screen. Never been good yeah. in the theater.
3: Yeah. So I think that that's a good template. And, you know, they've, there's been a whole lot of going back and forth on Disney side of the world where it's like, you know, Shang-Chi's coming out in theaters. That's happening. They don't know what they're going to do yet by the time that the holiday season rolls around with Spider-Man specifically. If, if cases ramp back up during the fall into the winter, then, you know, and another lockdown seems imminent, then they may do, you know, a, uh, a they might dual delay release. It. Yeah, they might delay it as well. And like, th- if they delay it after this trailer came out, oh man, motherfuckers are gonna riot.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean. Like
1: well, legitimately, like the- Spider Man is gonna have to show up and save the day. Yeah, well, when, you, for- when, you, when you when you think about about it, all of that in general, man, wouldn't you think that at this point now in the pandemic, where there's still cases, like like business is not returning to normal like people thought it was. And you would think that instead of making these very hardline contractual agreements between these different publishing companies and stuff, you would think that at this point, someone at the table should have had enough sense to be like, well, well, let's put a clause in here where when external situations affect our markets, we resort to this plan B. Mm Mm-hmm. And have it to where, okay, if a pandemic hits, all right, we're going to, this is what we do effective this month. And it needs to be something that, like, you know, directors, content makers of any uh, uh, level should have that written in too, where they're like, okay, so we don't have situations like with the the lawsuits that are going on right now. To where you have it where when these people sign up for a project, they know full and well, day one of signing their, putting ink to paper that if something like a like a uh, another pandemic or economic thing happens that this is going to ha- this this will happen this is going to affect your base pay the, you know expect this so that no one's caught off guard and you have these moments where people have to have their day in court because w- whenever that happens that's always a lose lose not, not just for the the for, yeah, for yeah. the personal for the persons involved in the suit, but it's going to affect ultimately the market and the audiences and the fans that are giving these people their jobs to begin with.
2: Yeah.
0: You know what I think because it's going to do? When, a, lot a
1: lot of these big actors, man,
0: like Scarlett Johansson, she was taken cuz if you take back end money, you do get paid more. Yeah. Well, it was released online. The back end money wasn't there, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to have these big stars that are like, no, nah, I want mine up front. Yeah, I'm not doing the back end. Because like, it's not going to be you, a back end.
1: Which makes you wonder if I well, need to rework Savior that Kevin system. Feige, you know? Well, yeah, absolutely. I agree. But I feel like Foggy and Disney, maybe it's a case of the stars aligning, but it seems also that they had enough foresight to see situations like this eventually arising because I think it was not even a month ago. I think the article is still fresh and you can find it somewhere where Feige has talked about how they're they they do not have to take risks on big people being in their films anymore and yeah. how that's like how they've completely how he's redefined his negotiating tactics with these actors now to mm-hmm. come on board and play in these franchise films. Well, you're locking I'm them down if, for
0: several movies, so.
1: Yeah, well, his key thing was that now they're in a place where they don't have to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, maybe like you guys are saying, maybe now when actors or actresses are like, no, nah, I I, I'm i not going to go for the back end uh, deal. Well, they're like, okay, well, here's what we'll pay you right now. Take it or leave it. Yeah. Well, and, and- Marvel And Marvel is such a... Regardless of whether cinephiles can debate it or not, for most actors now, having a Marvel property under your belt is like a, like like, it's a thing to have on your resume now.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: And so, if you know maybe the big name person they want doesn't want doesn't like the terms of the deal, Marvel's in a position now where they're like, well, you know what? Fuck you. You just won't play. Who the fuck ever. We'll get this guy to do it.
3: Yeah. Well, and all right, here's what I'll say about all this stuff, though. We're experiencing some very familiar territory here with our contract that is coming up. So our contract negotiations are happening. They're starting tomorrow, right? And in some of the things that I've heard, which I'm not privy to either side of it or anything like that, but it's like in contractual language, how do you handle pandemic type situations? And then also, how do you define that? Because, all right, in a COVID situation, to where a lot of people are getting sick and things like that's happening, then of course it warrants a lockdown and the you know whatever happens with that happens. But where do you draw the line at? I mean, people still get the flu shot every year. People still die from the flu. I
2: think
1: it's. I think instead of it being necessarily with the pandemic, at least in in respect to the parts of a contract that deal with release of the film, there needs to be some economic clause for it so that it can fall on that. Cause it, it, we're dealing with money. So approaching it through the economics instead of necessarily outlying it as well, because of a pandemic, cause I mean really anything could fuck the economy up. It just happens to be a virus to go around. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, that- I feel like that would be probably be the better, that would be the path that would have better traction. Maybe it's yeah. just like in the event of a global economic situation or, I mean, you know, I'm sure far smarter individuals than, my, than me can fucking come up with the little litigation terms for that. But
2: yeah,
3: but that, but what I was getting around to was like, there's so much gray area. Once you start doing something like that, that it has to be very, very, well done and thoroughly done to almost to the point of exhaustion, because if there's any loophole, if there's any little minute detail that's not covered, then much like the movie industry, much like actors and actresses and directors, which I'm not saying everybody's like this, but they're going to find ways to exploit the system. Just like the people that you work with. If there's a, if there's a contractual obligation for you to come to work every single day, and it is not thoroughly fucking explained Completely to a T, then there's going to be people that are going to find that and exploit that. And that's right. where it's like, if you put something like you could leave it like it is and just play it by ear, and it would almost be more successful than putting it in writing. Because once you put it in writing, yeah, then the bid wars start to happen. Then the people that are going to fail and the people that are going to lose are going to be the consumers.
4: You because know she's not the be... only
0: one suing Disney. Uh, Emma Stone suing them over the Coella release. Yeah, yeah, and I get that. I mean, I completely I, I kind of get I get and... her because well yeah. look, I looked up Scarlett Johansson's net worth and it's 165 million dollars thanks to Disney. And you could even tell like when they when she filed that lawsuit even the people at Disney were like, "Wow, really? Uh okay." Yeah. Like they said yeah. they were very saddened by it. Right, yeah, and I get that, and um, probably won't, you know. Which I mean, that was her last big thing. Like, it's like, okay, this is my go out.
3: Yeah. So. No, no and even
4: but, to the point uh, where,
0: Black
1: even Widow. to the point where Marvel, it, well, yeah, because even Marvel has gotten to the point. Oh well, they'll, oh, there, those, there will always be Black Widow. But what they'll always do though is that you know, they because I, I feel like they don't give two fucks about recasting her now, but they definitely killed that kind of relationship because now they're even like, you know, we don't, we don't want her. We don't want Scarlett Johansson back.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That wasn't a good thing for her to do.
1: That's for sure. Yeah.
0: But you know, time will tell.
1: Um, and, and one of the first signs that the change already happened, which I mean, I guess this was pre lawsuit clearly, but, uh, in Marvel's what if, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of the, the movie actors reprise their, their characters in this show by lending their voices and whatnot. Well, in the most recent episode, it does do black widow is a character in it and she's completely voiced by somebody else. Granted, they tried to, they tried to slide in. So she tried to slide in some of, she tried to sound like Scarlet. Yeah, but it wasn't, you could tell. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I was, I noticed that I was like,
4: wow, everybody else is doing their own voice yeah but her right well time will
3: tell and we'll we'll see what happens i mean if this is going to be the new norm then they might as well figure it out sooner rather than later right Mm -hmm. so um i dropped this next article in here specifically for adam i'm excited about this
1: oh shit hey me too man this is a classic (laughs) dude I know, but Adams
3: talked about the Rocketeer more than any man I've ever met.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, but I, I love the Rocketeer growing up. So, and this is great. It says
1: the uh, original the, Iron Man, bro.
3: Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Rocketeer will return with an all-new movie on Disney Plus on Monday. It was reported that a follow-up movie entitled The Return of the Rocketeer is in development for the streamer. For the streamer with David and Jessica Oyelowo producing under their Yoruba Saxon banner. Uh, Brigham Taylor will also produce with Mortal Media execs producing. The movie is written by Ed Rycourt. There are also talks for David Olliel, I don't know how to pronounce that dude's name, to possibly star. The title seems to suggest some kind of continuation over an all-out reboot and a few select details have been revealed about the uh, plot. The return of the Rocketeer will reportedly have an all-new creative directive uh, with Rycourt's screenplay focusing on a retired Tuskegee Airman who takes up the mantle of the Rocketeer. Mm -hmm. It's not clear at this time if any actors or characters from the original movie will return. Okay. I mean, it kind of makes... Yeah, it kind of makes a lot of sense. Instead of just rebooting it, because if you go with a a more veteran mm-hmm. rocketeer, you don't have to like hold him back. You can just have him do crazy rocketeer shit. Yeah, you know? we well, don't
0: have to I do mean, the whole well,
1: build up to him becoming
0: the rocketeer. Like,
1: well, well, I feel like this. I, I can't help but feel like this movie would be is going to be a classic torch passing movie, mm-hmm. but without as much time spent on it. Like, you know, you're they'll since it's a continuation, they'll clearly have it to where. The you know, the movie might start with the Rocketeer and showing all the things he's done since yeah. the movie, like, oh, he did yeah. this, he saved these many people, he stopped this war from happening. The Rocketeer. Yeah, uh, then, I was so, thinking that. Yeah. And then, you know, you, you have maybe some some youth, some kid that's got like a living a hard life, and you know, the OG Rocketeer fucking kinda of takes him under his wing, you know. It's yeah. Disney.
0: It's kinda like how they pass the Captain America torch.
3: Yeah. Which I'm for, man. That's yeah. that's kind
0: of cool, you know. Excited to see the right. suit come back.
2: Yeah, I, I
1: would we're... like a. I, I'd like a plot where the Nazis are trying to get still get the rocket pack from him,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and like have it to where the the Disney quip aspect of the movie could be that the kid is like Nazis? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like really? Like we're in twenty. 20 something like that's that like that's all that's that's old speak you know (laughs) you know but like but no but then like bring the movie back in full family action adventure and it's like the nazis like straight up like indiana jones the nazis are still the fuck around man like they're still trying to do their stupid shit yeah um what would be cool is if he is if they give him some sort of upgrade where it goes from like this cool 40s 50s style you know um It's almost steampunk style suit, but, you know, like somewhere near the end of the film, it's like, all right, you you saw him enough in the OG to get your nostalgia going. Now we're going to give you modern day Rocketeer shit, you know?
4: Yeah. How would you feel about that, Adam? I don't want him to change the helmet. I don't want the helmet to change
1: which would be a cool moment where he gets maybe a new pack, but he's like, I'm keeping the helmet. I mean, and they could written...
0: upgrade the technology because it was just a helmet. Yeah. yeah. This helmet could be kind of like Iron Man's helmet Man. where you can see yeah. the shit. And even the rocket, the rocket. could But I just like the look of it.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, wouldn't it be cool if they did it in a way to where, like, say he's in his first conflict of the film and, you know, he's not quite as spry and as good as, the, as he's going to be by the final fight. And have him, like, when he fucks up, you know, you have a moment where someone tries to shoot him. And they shoot him in the head. But the helmet deflects the bullet. And then when he gets his upgrade, they're like, here's your new helmet. And he's like, nah, I trust this one a because this one kept me alive. You know, like, some
4: shit like yeah. that.
3: Yeah, I could see that. Um, Whenever it comes out, we got to do them both back-to-back, right? Oh,
1: yeah, sure. I just... I just remember for a movie that dealt with a character that could fly, I remember the Rocketeer feeling like it was very ahead of its time. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah, it was, man, for sure.
1: Because when you look at other stories that came out around that year where it dealt with someone flying around and stuff, you know, it was the best it, it could be done with the technology that they had, but it just seemed like the Rocketeer had a little, a little more going for it with that. It looked real. Maybe I'm yeah. wrong because cause it's been it's it's easily been 15 plus years since I've seen this movie. Um, that so I would absolutely, I, I would love to do and a back, to Disney back to this right now because, I mean, dude, like this movie and Flight of the Navigator, like these were these were the movies that like real little kid Travis watched. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I'll always remember the Rocketeer and shit like that.
4: Oh yeah.
3: All right, next up on the docket here, Legendary's Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboot is going straight to Netflix. Leatherface, yeah. will, Leatherface will next be revving up his chainsaw exclusively on Netflix as the streaming giant has just secured the global rights to the next installment of the long-running Texas Chainsaw Massacre horror movie f- series. Uh, as of now, the title of the movie appears to simply be Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and the project was filmed last year in Bulgaria. Originally planned for a theatrical release, the reboot comes from Legendary Pictures. David Blue uh, Garcia served as the director of the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, Fede Alvarez and Rodolfo Sayagu Saiguez? Produced under their Bad Hombre banner alongside Kim Hinkle, Ian Hinkle, and Pat Cassidy of Exurbia Films. Legendary Pictures also produced. Uh, the starring cast includes Elsa Fisher, Sarah Yarkin, Jacob Lattimore, and Moe Dunford. Uh, the next chapter appears to be a legacy sequel to the original movie in the series, 1974's The Texas Chainsaw Massacre and it doesn't seem that any of the other sequels, reboots, or, and reimaginings will be acknowledged. In the new movie, Leatherface hasn't been seen or heard from since the events of the 1974 original, only to come out of hiding from another Chainsaw Massacre decades later. So they're giving it the fucking Halloween treatment. Mm-hmm. So, and it's going straight to Netflix. I mean, I think that Netflix... Um, they, they kind of, they kind of capitalized on that opportunity in oh, my yeah. opinion
0: because it didn't get a release. I mean, so they were like, cop it up.
3: Yeah. I mean, and I think that that's a good move on Netflix part. And I, like if they released it theatrically, of course, I think it would do decent enough. But at the same time, it's going to do way better on streaming than it would in theaters. So why, yeah. why, buy, why go down that route when you really don't need to? So I think that that's a good move. I mean, the movie's either going to be good or bad, regardless of where it's released. It's already been it, filmed. It so. couldn't
2: yeah, possibly it could be, be
1: worse than Leatherface. I yeah, imagine
0: because exactly. it says expected in 2021, so they'll probably drop it around October. Yes, yeah, I mean, so would be the smart thing, that. you
2: know.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: this is yeah. the guy that directed. It's the second movie he's ever directed.
1: Well, what was the kind of, kind of ride? Somebody I never heard the, of. The, it's a we'll form. throw it on top of, doesn't, because I mean, doesn't Halloween uh, Kills drop this this, this October?
0: I f- think so. Um, but he did work on one episode. He did cinematography on an episode of Red versus Blue, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that is kind of cool. But I'm down to watch it.
3: Yeah, we've got that to look Great forward to, and I'm, yeah, I'm all for that. I mean, it's an interesting idea that they're going to follow the same, you know, um, idea that the Halloween, you know, yeah, it's, reboot, an, it's a sequel flashy. to the
0: original. So yeah, so that poster is pretty cool. It is cool, Corey. Yeah. Taylor.
4: Right.
3: <laughs> um. So, the Batman test screening reactions arrive, but can it be trusted? Uh While most mm-hmm. of the superhero media and genre fan public atten- public attention has been focused on Spider Man, thanks to the trailer finally being released. We have now been reminded that there is another upcoming comic book movie that is just as highly anticipated thanks to a confirmed test screening of Matt Reeves, the Batman, and the reaction that has appeared online following it. While the movie is mostly shrouded in the usual cloak of mystery that is draped around the biggest movies, and those who saw the test screen screening were asked not to share details about the secretive event, uh, it seems that it hasn't stopped some small interesting tidbits escaping. Um, there may not have been any major spoilers involved, but the information shared by Twitter user Blu-ray Angel, who says the information came from someone he knows who was at the screening, does seem to stack up with the little that is known about the movie. Uh, while the information is still to be seen as speculative, uh, the same user has shared Many such updates in the past with reasonable accuracy. Um, the bat. This is what they said: the Batman movie is a horror movie, very graphic, very dark, very scary. Paul Dano is fucking crazy. So many, s- so fucking scary. I loved every second. Let's go. So,
4: yeah, that's what we wanted. Uh, the- now, yeah. I don't know if the article goes on to explain it.
1: Oh yeah, 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 it does. Here near the bottom, apparently, this cut of the film they watched was three hours long. Fucking yeah, right. I, saw,
3: I saw that. Yeah,
1: I mean, dude, if there's a hero that needs a good three hour film, it's the goddamn Batman.
3: Yeah, for sure. Um,
1: I mean that that leaves room for so much good character development uh so many really good moments yeah like cuz i've got hope for this movie mm-hmm. like it, it may not be a whole lot of it but i mean i think we all i think we i think we all could agree with dude's sentiment about paul dano mm-hmm. the minute we started hearing that tape stretch over the warner brothers logo um i know we've always we've always praised dano and i feel like he'll, 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 he'll there's no him, reason man. Yeah, because that's the thing, even with Batman movies, and you can go all the way back to the Dark Knight trilogy, even to fucking the original uh, four films from the 90s, the Batman movies, it doesn't really matter who the fuck is playing Batman, because we go to the movies for his villains, Yeah, and that's usually where the best performances come from. Yeah. For sure. So, uh, I mean, I mean, we're we're absolutely excusing Joel Schumacher's films in this, but yeah. for the most part, Batman '89, you had Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Batman Returns, DeVito and uh, oh man, what's her name? Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the like, the, Batman. Liam Neeson, uh, or not? Batman Begins. Liam Neeson, Dark Knight. Heath Ledger, um, rises. You had uh, Tom. Like you know what I mean? Like that, mm-hmm. the the villain actors always seemed in a way to outshine the person who was playing Batman. Yeah, and this seems like it's following suit, and it's. I mean, I, I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah, and and I feel like I feel like. Pattinson, I feel like we're going to get a very good Bruce Wayne performance, more so over Batman.
3: Yeah. Well, in, in some of the reports that have been released, they said that Pattinson, you know, even though skeptical going in, people were saying that he was kind of born to play that role. Uh, people were saying that, of course, Paul Dano's um, villain, you know, as the Riddler was fucking incredible. The horror movie thing. Um everybody has said that it's a completely different experience than what they're, you know, that they're used to. And I think that that's exactly what we need in a Batman film.
2: Uh Um, Absolutely.
3: Yeah, it's certainly time. And they're inevitably going to cut it down if it's, you know, three hours long, but I I really hope hope they don't. (laughs) Yeah. I hope they don't, but I, and if they do, I hope they keep as much of that content in as humanly possible. Like if it was two and a half hours, or two hours and forty five minutes, I would be perfectly fine if they just cut a little chuffa here. And yeah, there. if you want to you know trim what I mean? fifteen, I think,
0: whatever.
1: I yeah. think from I think from the hassle that Warner Brother has gotten in the past four years, cutting shit down four to five years <laughs> from from Suicide Squad yeah. and Justice League, I would like to think that maybe they they let this be their first experiment in. Let's just not fucking say anything and let Matt Reeves release his goddamn movie the way he wants it to be. Well the
0: numbers yeah. are there, dude. People don't mind watching a three hour movie. No. And
1: dude, people will come out of the woodwork to watch Batman. Yeah. Think about how many people flocked just to see Batman versus Superman.
3: Yeah, I know, right. And so. that's
1: and that and that's a fucking long ass movie too. Yeah.
3: Well so the the, the Yeah, the director's oh. cut of it was oh, the, I mean, 3 the, hours.
1: The yeah. only cut, my friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. I was talking about the we'll other talk- one though, being long yeah. like ugh. Well, even so the theatrical cut, I remember um when it dropped, you know, at least our local theater, uh they did put out a disclosure there like this is a borderline 3-hour movie. Just be pre- it's a long one, you know? Yeah. Like Yeah. And so I just, I mean, we we people are totally okay for the most part. I think with a three-hour Batman movie,
3: yeah. So we'll we'll see. I mean, it's coming out in twenty. I think March of twenty twenty-two. So we don't have that much. I mean, it's long enough, but we don't have that much longer to go. And if you look at the the major hits that we're going to get between here and there, it's going to go quick. It's going to be before you know
1: it. And here's my thing. Do not cut any of Dano's stuff. (laughs) Don't. Do not leave any pieces of the Riddler on the cutting room floor. I would be okay with them sacking shots of Batman just driving around over tapping into this dude's performance, if it's as good as what these tweets are saying. Yeah,
3: right. Yeah. So last up, I wanted to throw this in here because this is a pretty interesting idea. Uh, Polly Shore pitches Marvel-style Weaselverse Hmm. movie, uniting his 90s characters. Uh, Could Polly Shore be heading into the Weaselverse? Shore, one of the most recognizable figures in pop culture during the 1990s, is best known for his alter ego called the Weasel. Hmm. Uh, Developed on stage as part of his comedy routine, Shore later introduced the character on television and starred in a series of theatrical movies. Each time he played characters very similar to the weasel, a personality that his fans now have a fun nostalgia for. In more recent years, Shore gets in... Uh, in, in uh, Jesus Christ. He gets a shitload of requests from fans for him to develop sequels to his movies from Encino Man to Son-in-Law to Dome in the Army now. Fans have spent a long time essentially begging him Uh, to bring back the weasel in a sequel to at least one of uh, one of these movies. He recently asked his fans to take those requests to the studios as he personally has no control over any of his movies and in a new YouTube video short, thanks them for doing just that. I want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for all the outgoing messages, basically saying that you're going to reach out to Disney plus and Amazon and MGM regarding the sequels to, to my films. Uh, So because, of the world of social media. Now you guys, you people at home actually have more power than I do regarding getting my sequels made. Um, The weasel himself makes it clear that he's more than happy to do sequels to any of or all of these movies. If only it were up to him, he also named some of his co-stars from different movies, suggesting he knows they'd be, they'd all be up for returning alongside him if necessary. Sure. Then pitched an interesting concept that would bring all of these movies to together into one story similar to how superhero movies are now mixing universes with multiverse storylines so once again if you guys are interested in myself brendan Fraser, andy dick stephen Baldwin, you know maybe we could do a fucking marvel you know how marvel does all those mashups of all the different they do spider-man and aquaman and fucking liquid paper man <laughs> and whatever the fuck bands they put them up so maybe we can do an Encino Man Biodong Son-in-Law in the Army Now movie and marvel and do it. How about them, Apple? Would you watch that?
0: I actually saw a little bit of that video. Yeah. As I follow, that's where he puts his podcast up. Right. You know, his, he does like a video show uh, podcast in video form. But, I mean, dude, I like all those movies. Yeah. I like Polly Shore.
3: So if they get them all to all those characters together in one movie, it would be
0: something, right? Combine, combine them all. So he's gonna have to play like six different people.
1: Yeah,
2: right. Dude, and you, sure? you
1: see the weasel. You actually see the weasel from Suicide Squad show up with all of them. They're like, Who the fuck are you? And he's just like, huh?
0: "Do that last movie I watched him in? I think it was like a uh, Guest House. Yeah, it was actually was pretty funny. Was he killing it? I mean, and it was, like, rated R. Right. Well, dude, like, when he first beats the guy, you know, they hate each other. Then he's like, you just need to smoke a little weed, dude. You need to loosen up, You know? <laughs> and he's like, all right, you want to be my buddy? And the guy's like, yeah, sure. I just want to get high. And he's like, all right, well, everybody does this. You got to do it, too. And he takes this pipe that's shaped like a dick, yeah. puts it between his legs and raises his legs up. He's like, you got to hit it. And he makes the dude get down there and hit it like when he's holding, you know, yeah. And I'm just yeah. like, is
3: this really happening? right now? <laughs> We might have to, is it pod worthy?
0: I mean, it's a, I don't know about that. I bet. Mean, <laughs> that, um, that other movie, the, the vacation friends was funnier. So, oh, okay. That's more pod worthy. I mean, you know, we don't yeah. do a lot of comedies. Yeah, that's true. Every now and then. We need now, to do but, more, you know? Yeah. Well, that just shows you the state of comedy movies right now. Yeah. It was funny, though. I mean, I watched it when it came out. I've always been a big Pauly Shore fan. Yeah,
3: yeah. So that's all the news that I saw. I mean...
0: I saw a little was tidbit. A... Did you y'all got? know you... that they were making a fucking movie for Buzz Lightyear? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I didn't like know that.
4: Live action?
0: No, it's still animated. Yeah. And Chris Evans is going to do be, the voice. Yeah, yeah. So it's not Buzz Lightyear the toy. It's the toy. It's the Buzz Lightyear the toy is based on. Yeah, it's like a It's Yeah, so it's going to be like Buzz Lightyear really doing missions and probably fighting, what's his name, Zerg? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's cool. Yeah, we talked Here's about, about it on
3: the pod a while. Back. I
0: really wish Tim Allen would do it. I don't, I don't, I think he's been, I don't know. I don't know if you'll see him in
4: another. (laughs) To infinity. But I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I'll watch it though. Yeah. Why not? We got some pretty
3: good trailers this week. There's There's a lot lot of of the same hats. hats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. You fucking wrap my mind, dude. So oh. we finally we got the final trailer. The final James Bond No Time to Die
0: trailer. I can't believe it's not out yet, like. Well, they
3: kept putting it
0: off. We've been man. watching trailers at, at least I think we saw the first
1: trailer right no shit like a year and a half ago.
3: Yeah, it's if been he, a while.
1: In this trailer, if he jumps that goddamn bridge one more time mm. i'm just ready to see the movie
3: oh he <laughs> will he's, he's jumping that bridge they might show it twice in the
1: trailer
2: you know? <clears throat> what if it's in the trailer <laughs> and then it's not in the movie <laughs> that would be <laughs> the the, that
1: would be perfect that would be i would be okay with well they're that. like well you've already
0: I'd seen it. it yeah five times you know
1: you know what happens when he cuts down this road we're just gonna we're just gonna get to him showing up to the building
0: yeah
3: So, yeah. And we've got a couple of other, like, sneaky backdoor man trailers over here. You know what I mean? You don't want to be a
4: sneaky backdoor man trailer. I'm pulling out the Tray Station. I don't know if anybody's
3: going to be able to top that fucking Spider-Man trailer, but, you know. Mm
4: -hmm. Hello, Peter. I bought my hair dye from Sally's. I can't wait to see that fucking movie,
3: dude. Yeah, man.
2: Yep.
0: I just hope it comes out. I know, right? Because that's gonna ha- that'll have to be in the theaters. Yeah. Oh, There's it's gonna no make... way they don't release that in the theaters and it gets a full run. Yeah. It's
4: gonna, it's make, gonna make, make a billion dollars. Oh, oh, the the fucking stock market's gonna crash.
0: I might get vaccinated just to go watch it.
2: Uh, joke. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, like, uh,
4: I like I like Spider Man, but Yeah. So I just I'm snake eyes, man. What the fuck were they thinking? Who the
3: fuck wrote this and what kindergarten did they crawl out of?
4: <laughs> so Rural.
2: Anyway. So What's
4: we okay, that's a fake notification. Someone commented on our last
0: episode and said you're like a sunshine on a rainy day. Like a bot account. Oh. I'm damn like it. what?
3: I wanna be a sunshine.
4: On a rainy day? Yeah. On a Ida day, you know? Uh huh. Dropping my comment. Let's roll this Rolling beautiful footage. Earpiece in. Alright. 3, 2, 1, play. Ba-da. He's like, oh, you can trust me. I feel like if he played online games his name would be like Pussy Slayer 007.
0: Yeah,
4: right. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I do. Rock, 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 (laughs) rock. Budget three hundred (laughs) million. I'm over here, all I can think about is all the build up is just get they're talking about the bridge jump. We can do this. Yeah. Red Bull. Mm. Yeah. We actually I want it now, it. damn it. I was
3: I thought it was gonna build up like I was gonna do it at the very yeah. end. <clears throat> we didn't see it in that
0: Let it go brdah <laughs> brr. <laughs>
3: A proper final trailer. Survive the game.
1: Oh god. I'm looking for my daughter. Yeah, it's got five. Have you seen my baby girl?
0: She left with her boyfriend. Yeah. (laughs) They (laughs) went to the movies. I'm gonna
1: find her. I'm gonna hurt her. He's just got he's just (laughs) I'm gonna find my baby girl. I don't care if I've gotta kill six cities to do it.
4: Alright, here we go. Three, two, one, play. <laughs> oh, it's going south. <laughs> 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 Mm. (laughs) This is by far Hold your ground uh, October the 8th I mean I Even though
1: baby girl wasn't uttered once It was still felt
3: Yeah for sure
1: Malignant
3: Yeah I think this is gonna be Uh About
1: About COVID toe <laughs> COVID it's
3: directed by James Wan, so we'll see. Uh, uh, <laughs> Let's fucking do this thing.
1: James mixed bag Wan.
0: Yeah. It takes All one right. to no one. All right. Three,
4: two, one, play. I like the fucking VHS tape. Mhm. This isn't a trailer. Of course we are, you know. You got that share record. <laughs> if I could turn back time, yeah. That new that new memory phone's balling. Gary poopy man time hey Kapu. I'll see you they brought trailer get, guy back oh no. I still get
0: work from time to time they found me on fiverr
4: I did it for $250.
0: What was the
1: movie? um,
0: Was it Frighteners? Mm Mm-hmm. Where the chick had the fucking boyfriend, they went on the killing spree. Yeah. So she's probably going to be, like, with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like.
4: That's, That's how it appears to be, you know.
1: Seems to me. You don't know a thing about it. I want to do May something day.
0: new. I want to reinvent the yeah. wheel. Something. Fresh. Audiences are and, thirsty. And, give them and cool like, stuff. This is the Sleek guy that just stuff. keeps making the same movies, right?
3: Yeah, pretty much. Neat, neat stuff. Sleek
4: stuff. Just let May the party day. begin. Y'all ready? Yeah, yeah let's yeah. do it. Three, two, one, play. Better. Sounds like carry elves, mm. candy cane. Oh, God. Well, hopefully, they don't Juliet play it, Lewis. Music. Welcome, that's dangerous. Welcome to bitch country. Is this a different movie now? Like what happened to the Mayday stuff? I don't know. What's going on? It's her ex-boyfriend's house. <laughs> they're all dead.
2: There's a twist.
4: No.
1: They're they're all Yosemite Sam
2: apparently.
1: That was funny.
0: It
2: was fucking <laughs> hilarious, dude.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> Karen Island.
4: Yeah. You can complain, but you can never leave. <laughs> there are no I'll- managers on this island. This next one's got fucking Stephen Dorff in it. Oh, Henry. Oh, Stephen, fuck Marvel Dorff. Yeah. I feel like he's gonna act the exact same way
1: he did in True Detective season three. I'm gonna call that right now.
4: Alright. Let's, let's let's give her a go. Alright. Three, two, one, play. Oh, it's fucking old. Dude. Oh, it's our, our fucking bro here, our boy here. Got old Buster Scruggs. Mr. Horny Toad himself. What you saw, you just be tended to forgetting it. Ooh. Mm. Kill him and take it, you know? That dude was that dude was so goddamn good in Watchmen. Yeah. Yeah. Where's my bag of money? Uh. Oh, shit. (laughs) prequel to Hardcore Henry he's gonna fuck them up okay Trace Adkins really they missed an opportunity to play God's Gonna Cut You Down Sooner or later he you down, old Henry.
1: I mean, consider me intrigued.
3: I kind of want to see it, dude, because I love
1: that dude. And dude, I love a good, just leave the, you should have left the old man the
4: fuck alone movie, you know?
0: Yeah. He gonna show up and show out, you know? That's his
4: land. The power of the dog. I see some, some accolades. It's got Cumber
3: Snatch in it, dude.
1: So this is apparently the official selection of the Venice Film Festival, New York, and Toronto.
3: We got the trifecta, dude.
4: So, and we got good The Holy old, Trinity. We got old uh, Benedict Strange here. All right, three, two, one, play. The comment said, He's trying to whistle the Jurassic part too. (laughs) Yeah, right. He's close. You gonna kiss him? The whistling outlaw. Witness the origins of Whistling Dixie. (laughs) There's blood on the wheat. What? He didn't say a word. Is this Uh, his is this his There Will Be Blood? Maybe. That fucking Jurassic Park comment was hilarious. Is this another Ralph Yeah, the King's Man, Ralph Fiend's. I'm ready to see this shit too, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, give us the red band. Fuck yeah. Alright, three, two, one, play. Yeah, this is the one. The other trailer had that weird villain. Yeah. With the beard? Yeah. <laughs> there you yeah, know. Yeah. I can see into the future. That's what I'm talking about. Keep it honest. I would like to empty bowls now. (laughs) that dude sounds like fat bastard i'm gonna
1: love killing you i mean i've enjoyed these movies this looks like the best one it, it looks
3: know. it looks really good
1: that man. i mean th- uh, at least of the trailers for this film that we've seen this is the best trailer i've seen so far
4: yeah for like sure.
1: this one this one definitely gave me the okay I'll, i'm gonna watch it you know I don't know, man. I still think that the very first, the money for nothing shot at the the first movie was fucking mint, dude. Yeah, where it's camera creeping up on that fucking house, the the fucking choppers fly through, and then you just hear all the action going on, but you just hear fucking money for nothing just thumping around in the
4: background. <laughs> Almost memorable. Memorable. Mass. What? I think this is about church.
3: Oh (laughs) yeah. (laughs) See what I
0: did there.
1: Yeah. Or a really or a really devout Catholic about to do some really
4: devout evil. All right. Three, two, one, play. Fleeker Street, heard that. Hit or miss. See? You didn't come to mass today. What happened? Oh, is this about. Is this about that church shooting? Oh, no, It was in South Carolina, North Carolina. Right? No, nah, dude. Yep. because these are. That shit. I will, I will watch it just for Jason
1: Isaac's performance because that shit's gonna be good. He's the one that looks like John Ham. Mm-hmm. I always get the two confused, but yeah. I mean Yeah, it's a it's gotta be about the uh or at least inspired by events by like these You remember that remember a few years ago where they had that dude he had the GoPro strapped to his head? And he went into that fucking mosque and just mowed down all those Muslims.
0: Yeah, yeah, I remember that.
1: Maybe this isn't based on it, but I know there was also yeah, there was also that the like you were saying in North Carolina that church shooting.
3: Yeah. Pulled from real life events.
1: Yeah. It
0: looks like the
3: whole movie is going to take place in that one
1: room, and that shit looks. Yeah, it's, its like fun. them
0: going back and forth. Like one is the yeah. killer, one's the victim's family. Yeah, I
1: mean that's going to make for some really good dialogue.
3: Yeah, it, it's got me intrigued. I will say that.
1: Yeah, like, I, it it surprised me. I was I was going to go into this probably thinking we were going to be shitting on it by the end, but I was like, okay, it's that kind of movie.
3: Yeah, yeah.
4: Apache Junction. We got Thomas Jane and Stuart Townsend. Okay. I haven't, I haven't seen. It, I haven't yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the last time I
1: saw a movie with him and it was what League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah.
3: So, let's fucking do this.
1: I remember him the most for being in uh, fucking Queen of the Damned.
0: Yeah.
4: What's that? Three, two, one, play. He's like what Edward Furlong should have grown up to be. Yeah. We're taking your women. <laughs> Was that it's Trace Adkins again? <laughs> <laughs> you wear a hat like that, you're always going to die first. Was that like a total quick in the dead moment there? Yeah. That does not look like Stuart Townsend. No. That trailer would have been so much better if they had a different choice for music.
2: Yeah. Kind
4: of took kinda... you out of the trailer. Why is Trace Adkins suddenly an
1: actor? Did we shift into another timeline?
4: Yeah. Whenever whenever they killed Kang. <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever it <laughs> happened, dude. Oh, is this a custom mashup you got here? (laughs) Maybe. I keep forgetting that Travis hasn't seen this, and you need to see it. Okay. (laughs) I've seen one where they put the music to doom, and it was great.
3: I think this one might have it beat.
1: Okay. I'm
3: not going to try to toot my own horn here, but we'll let Adam be the judge. What do you think, Adam?
4: Y'all ready? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Three, two, one, play. (laughs) (laughs) It's perfect, dude. (laughs) (laughs) and he was in the second one it's perfect you know This scene was so well made. Yeah, I know. You get this kind of shit, and then you watch Snake Eyes, and you're like, what the fuck? Oh. Break that motherfucker's neck. I know, right? Slow-mo for the solo? (laughs) Yeah, right? He stabbed that dude in the wrist. Yeah. Through the wrist. still standing. Yeah. The only one left standing, you know. <laughs> That's, <laughs> <face>. <laughs> That's why I was after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. I saw an opportunity.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and I seized mm-hmm. it.
4: <laughs> All right. Well, what are we gonna watch next week, guys? I don't know. Um, is there a way we can watch Candyman? I don't know if that is that out. Yeah, in the theaters, though, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't. I don't think they did a simultaneous release, did they? I haven't seen it. Yeah. In the wild. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm cool with anything. Let's see, I searched it. I'm still standing. Yeah. 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 It's in the theaters. No simultaneous release. Oh, mm-hmm. whoa! That score's not good. Whoa. Well, I threw an honorable mention in the movie list there. That uh, Joe Manginello flick. Arch Enemy. Uh
3: We've got that in there. We've got the hole in the ground. That's in there as well.
4: Yeah, we haven't seen Arch Enemy. No, I haven't even seen them live, dude. Surprisingly. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, that movie's available. You want to watch Arch Enemy? I mean... It's only an hour and a half. What do you think, Trav? Oh, me, man. I like, uh, Joe. And I thought that the
3: trailer was pretty interesting, so... I think it'll either be really good or...
0: Not good. I was telling Griffin where you were going earlier. That's what that, uh... Sylvester Stallone movie sounds like. Because yeah. remember in this movie, it was this kid, and he, he thinks he finds this guy that was like a superhero or something.
4: It's like, oh, it sounds like that one movie. But yeah. The one movie. Yeah, let's do it, man. Why, why not? I haven't seen it yet, and I want to see it. Yeah. Let's do it. That's all I got for the week, fellas. I mean, it's either that
0: or Fast and Furious Nine. So, I mean, dude. But if we watch all the, we'd have to watch them all. Yeah, you're right. Just pick up with nine. We could start. Not gonna know what's happening. (laughs) (laughs) Nine movies.
2: I'm a little
0: behind. Last one I saw, they were drifting in Tokyo.
3: Yeah, that was like eight
4: movies ago, right? Something like that. <laughs> but yeah. Arch Enemy. Yeah, let's do watch it. Yeah. Next week.
0: I'm to us the checks of the mail.
3: Yeah. Keep it rigid.